Hi, everyone, and welcome to a quick hitter for a show of their own. My name is Laura. I'm the co-host and hockey aficionado on a show of their own, and I thought it was really important for me to hop on and discuss the absolutely crazy Artemi Panarin situation that happened this morning, and it's still ongoing. So important to note um, all of the particulars. So I'm going to do that first. I'm going to outline everything that happened, the timeline and what we know so far, and then share my thoughts throughout, and as well as a couple thoughts from readers and some questions that got submitted. So Artemi Panarin in 2019 was the big prize in free agency, and so he was the center of a lot of media. And at that summer, he also, in a pretty public, unprecedented, very in-depth way, went after Putin and the government of Russia and the corruption and really really compared and said, like, this isn't how the rest of the world in Russia were taught to hate America, but then you go to America and... You, people can speak out against their government. People can voice disagreements. There's not as much corruption, all of that sort of thing. And so a lot of us at the time on hockey Twitter and such were expressing concerns about that because Putin and the Russian government have a history with people who are dissidents and disagree. And to that point, uh, there's the unfolding Navalny situation in Russia, which Navalny, he is a Russian dissident, Putin critic, and just otherwise um, opposes the government of Russia. And he has been arrested and is in prison and otherwise persecuted by the government of Russia. Well, a few months ago, Artemi Panarin posted on Instagram a support post for Navalny. Now, it might not seem like it's related to this issue, but it is. Because this morning, or yesterday, um, a Russian media outlet ran with a story where Artemi Panarin's former KHL coach, who was also a huge Putin supporter, alleges that in 2011 in Latvia, when Artemi Panarin was 18, he assaulted a female and they had to bribe the Latvian police and to not to make this go away. And it's very difficult. And he was obviously very wrong and and is an abuser and all of that and I wanted to point out a part of the translation I want to say a lot of this I'm getting from Slava Malamud he is a little bit controversial on hockey twitter just for some of his takes and some of his perspective and stuff like that but he's not pro-Russia it's just sometimes he he can couch a, a little bit of what he would be more of his analysis and opinion as fact um and that can rub people the wrong way uh, but this is a translation, so this is a fact. Um, here's his exact uh, direct quote from a tweet of Slava's. Andre Nazarov, the mentally unstable, there's where you get the opining there, ex-KHL coach slash NHL goon is claiming that Artemi Panarin beat up an 18-year-old girl in a 
Russian, it actually turned out to be Latvian, bar years ago. He says it set a pattern of evil behavior that has culminated in his anti-Putin statements. Russian media is running with it. I think that last, that second to last sentence, he says it set a pattern of evil behavior that has culminated in his anti-Putin statements. That implies that assault is a gateway drug to insulting Putin, which is absolutely baffling and kind of says it all about the motivations and really everything behind it. And it's important to note that now very further later on, uh, Panarin's KHL teammates came out and were like, this is just did not happen. And so it seems very obvious that it did not happen. But what we don't know now is where did it come from? And I will also point out that the uh, New York Rangers were super supportive of Artemi Panarin in his in dealing with this. Obviously, he's spooked. He has family in Russia, and it's very scary. So I want to read the statement that the Rangers released today. Artemi vehemently and unequivocally denies any and all allegations in this fabricated story. This is clearly an intimidation tactic being used against him for being outspoken on recent political events. Artemi is obviously shaken and concerned and will take some time away from the team. The Rangers fully support Artemi and will work with him to identify the source of these unfounded allegations. Definitely want to point out Rangers PR has been taking some L's lately. However, even with that being said, there is a way abuse allegations typically go. And it's typically like, hey, like the player or the accused individual will come out and deny it. And then the team and the league will come out and basically be like, we're investigating and we don't want to comment until we have all the facts. The fact that the same day the Rangers came out and said, not only is this false, but basically it's a political hit job and is trying to silence disagreement with Putin in Russia and all of that. That says something. The I, to me, everything being said, the, the teammates in Russia all denying this, the Ranger statements, which the NHL also posted on their site, I... Artemi didn't do this. I'm willing to say that now. It's just all of the evidence points to that. And so what that means is a Putin supporter, and we do not know whether Putin knew or directed this or whether this guy was just acting on his own or, or who was involved besides this coach. He used fake assault allegations to try to tear down someone for criticizing Vladimir Putin. How scary is that? Now, the reporter I talked about, uh, Slava Malamud, he said that he believes the motivation for Nazarov, who is the accuser, accusing Panarin of this stuff is to try to prevent Panarin from being on the Olympic team, which makes some sense because Artemi Panarin is arguably, and I don't even think arguably, probably is the best Russian player. Well, actually, arguably. N Nikita Kucherov is probably the best Russian player, but he's hurt. But um, Artemi Panarin is right up there on best Russian player and right up there on best player in the NHL. He was a finalist for the Heart last year. He would be top 10 player 
on in the NHL on pretty much anyone's list. So he is a slam dunk for any Olympic team, which obviously the Olympics are in 2022. So that the motivation is to keep him off the Olympic team. And so that of course makes some amount of sense in the like motive behind it. I'm not saying it's a right, uh, it's a justification, but I think it's definitely the motive. Um, it definitely has so many broader implications than just hockey and just Artemi Panarin. Um, and that's where I wanted to bring in a question that I received from uh, Melissa on Tumblr. I'd love to know how he, Artemi, and the team move forward. Assuming this is retaliation for speaking out, how do the Rangers and the NHL handle it? Is Panarin's family safe? Does this have broader consequences for other players and a sh chilling effect on them speaking out? So there's a lot to unpack there. I think that Rangers have done well by this so far. I think the statement made perfect sense. And it was so great because not only was there a statement, but then in the interviews, they really stood up behind him and talked about how great he was and what a friend there is he is and how they stand with him. And so they've done a lot of support. I think we don't know what's going on behind the scenes with his family. So the family safe, I honestly don't know. And I don't know all that's going on behind the scenes. And so I think until we know that, and until he's convinced of security for his family, his friends and himself, and has worked this out, then I wouldn't expect to see him back, which is totally understandable. It's sad because then a completely false allegation is destroying, is impeding his ability to do his job. And that's really sad and bums a, a lot of people out. It's just, it's a shame. Um, and to that end, of course it has broader consequences because look at, even though he didn't do it and everyone knows he didn't do it, he's still having to stop and pause. And there was already a lot of, he was the only one, the only current Russian citizen. He did that interview in 2019 in Russia. He is a Russian citizen citizen criticizing his government. Most of the only Russian criticisms you will see in the NHL in history are people who defected from Russia or the USSR. You won't see current citizens really standing up. And so it was already pretty rarefied territory to begin with. And then on top of that, to have this be the reaction to it, what I think is the interesting thing, there's players who are very pro-Putin for whatever reason, uh, most notably Alexander Ovechkin, who started the Putin team when Putin was running for re-election, which is like sports figures who support Vladimir Putin, which very unfortunately, Evgeny Malkin of the Pittsburgh Penguins was also a part of. He did not start it. He was not the head of it, but he was involved in it. And so really, there's primarily two kinds of Russian players right now. There's Russian players who support Putin and are pretty open about that. And then there are Russian players who just keep quiet. And I think Alexander Radulov is a great example of that because he liked Artemi Panarin's post about Navalny and it was caught by a reporter like hey some Russian players liked this post because honestly that's a big statement from people who we don't hear anything from 
And then immediately Radulov goes in and unlikes it. And so, I mean, right then, that was before the accusations and everything. There's a chilling effect right there. But I think you can't even, like, what's happening to Artemi right now can only make that worse. Uh, and not just from the players now, because I would think most of the players, especially your older, more established players, probably weren't going to say anything. Obviously, people can change, but they're pretty established. But your young, fresh people in the league, and also your voices of the future, your people in the KHL right now, your teenagers, those sorts of people, what are they going to say? And probably nothing. And that's where most of the Russian players fall in is not saying anything. And there's, I honestly, it's easy for us to sit back here in judgment of that. I have no judgments of that because it's terrifying. Look at what's happening to him. And so I think all of this underscores how brave he was and the risks that he was taking. And also the latitude that we have to give Russian players who don't support Putin, but don't actively speak out against him and that sort of thing. I also think if you read, and it's, it's really good to read Artemi's first interview when he spoke out against Putin in 2019, because he was talking about some of the indoctrination that happens in Russia to like hate America and stuff like that. And one thing I wanted to caution against, and I hear it a lot, and it was primarily Don Cherry, which thank God he's not on uh, Hockey Night in Canada, but you do hear it. There are these stereotypes of Russian players. People speak down about Russian players and have these kinds of judgments. And when you otherize them in that regard, then it doesn't create a very good space for them if they don't like Putin, if they're looking for a new home. And so I think it's kind of important to have a lot of empathy and to just think of all of their, that they're going through. And remember all that Artemi is going through when you think about and talk about other Russian players. Um, to that end, I think it's very important to notice that not only that the person that the Rangers sent out to discuss this was Ryan Strom, who is a more veteran player and also from North America. And I think that's very intentional. I think there were never, there was never a time where they were going to send out Georgia versus Sturgeon to talk about it just because sending out Russian players to discuss this is a landmine. It's putting them at risk. It's terrible. But I also think it's of note that they didn't send out Mika Zibanejad, who would have been, I think, the one a lot of people would have thought. But Mika Zibanejad is Swedish. And I think they wanted to send someone where there was a whole ocean between them and Russia. And I think that's pretty smart. So just an interesting little addition to an observation. Um, I did also want to read one comment that uh, came for, into my Tumblr that said, it's weird to me that this came out after he voiced his support for Navalny. And basically saying, this was before like I had seen all of the confirmations that his teammates uh, from Russia and all of these different people are corroborating that this didn't happen. But even before that, a lot of us were suspicious 
because of the timing, it's not just because of the timing, because of the timing and because it was used to make a larger point about him insulting Putin. If he just came out with this accusation and didn't include Putin in the statement at all or politics, I still would have been a little suspicious just because of who that guy is. But I don't think it would be as much of like most people right when this came out were like, I'm going to be surprised if he did this. We all have to say, like, if he did it, blah, blah, blah. But I think at the time, we all were like, I don't think he did this. And I'm confident, like I said, saying right now that he didn't. And it's just a real shame. I think you you also have to acknowledge just what a shame it is for victims of assault to have assault used in this way. It's sad. It's this is scary, sad, a tragedy, so many different things. And the thing about it too is I'm like crying thinking about this. I feel weird getting so emotional. It's not even my team. But if you look at some of the videos and some of the gifs of Artemi Panarin, he's so carefree and fun and he's such a good personality for the league he does this kick after goals it's really funny there's this like dancing gif of him that's funny it's he's so like just out there and and for being a russian who can't really speak english that well still has this big personality and still is quite endearing and from everything is a lot of his teammates really like him And so I think to think about that and to think that that carefree spirit that's part of the entertainment, that's part of hockey, is robbed and he has to go into hiding and be scared. It's like a loss of innocence almost, not saying that he he had innocence to be lost because clearly I think his eyes were open, but it robs him of that like childlike joy that I'm so used to seeing watching him play and it's just sad on so many levels and I feel so bad for him and his family and I I mean there's nothing to call this but a travesty and just one of many signs that Russia needs a lot of reforms in a way not in a way like pretty obviously this proves a lot of what he was saying And so with that, I am going to conclude the episode for tonight, and we will see you all for the next full episode, which will be out on Monday at 11 a.m. Central, as always. Have a good week, everyone. I hope, hope it gets better for all of us from here.